Hello and welcome to the fifth episode of Miscellaneous Weekly. I'm your host, Bridge. Uh, no long preface today, but next week I should have some shiny new equipment. Anyway, on with the show. The first segment of today's episode is Something Witchy. This segment was originally just going to be about Tarot and Lenormand and the differences between them, but I think actually I'll be using it to talk about some broader topics, which, you know, that's a, that's a trend in this show. I make a very specific topic and then I just broaden it out. Um, but yeah, this is going to be a segment where I talk about something witchy. I am not a practicing pagan. I am agnostic. I certainly believe there are higher powers. But I do also believe in the power of a symbol. And a lot of the stuff that I do with tarot, Lenormand, and rituals is very much about the power of the symbol. I use tarot cards in a very broad sense. I don't believe that they can tell me my exact future, but I believe that they can give me just enough to know what's coming and be prepared for it. And that's all I ask of my cards for Tarot and Lenormand. Now, Tarot is definitely more feeling-based than Lenormand is. There's more room to interpret tarot cards, I feel, than there is to interpret Lenormand, because tarot, you get the overall feeling of the card, the fool starting his journey, or the the page who brings a messenger, something like that. But Lenormand reads more like a sentence. Each card has its place in that sentence. And that sentence, depending on if you just do like a simple two card spread or a giant nine card spread, nine card spread or an entire grand tableau which is every card and each card builds on the one before it to make this grand sentence of your future. <laughs> I haven't done that. That takes way too much effort to do, in my opinion. But I know that there are people out there who really enjoy, like, doing that. I just don't have the energy for really long or large spreads. I barely have the energy to do a Celtic spread with my tarot cards, so... And that's another thing about the power of the symbol, is that if you really believe in it, you are going to get tired after a while of using it. That's why grounding is important, and I always like to ground myself with a nice cup of tea. Or, you know, water, if I just don't feel up to making tea. But also, you know, I didn't do a whole lot of rituals either. I mainly just used my card. Cards. And then I picked up a book, very recently, at uh, Barnes & Noble, called Basic Witches, How to Summon Success, Banish Drama, and Raise Hell with Your Coven by Jaya Saxena and Jess Zimmerman, and I really hope I said those right. And this book has been a godsend. It's so easy for me to understand as someone who has trouble, like, 
processing directions, and it just makes things, it takes all of the stress, I guess, out of trying to worry too much about what you have or, you know, the things you need for a ritual, and it it made me feel a lot better about my practice, certainly. It's just got a lot of fun little details about witches in history and a lot of different rituals you can do if you don't have a lot of time or you don't want to get like super in-depth. One of my favorites is the... hang on, I gotta check... There's literally a section of the book called The Power of a Good Talisman, and it's got a section on traditional gems and ideal talisman-charging adventures you can go on, and that just warms my soul as someone who really believes in the power of symbols and talismans. And, you know, that'll be it for this segment this week, I guess. Next time, I'll probably talk more about tarot. Anyway, on to segment two. Segment two is working horror. And, you know, you know how I said I was getting rehired by my job last week? Yeah, that's taking some time to pan out. More than I thought it would. More than my immediate superior in the transfer thought it would. Uh, so let's start at the beginning, right? So I just went back to college. I started Miss Weekly around the same time I went back to college. And, you know, I was like, this is cool. Transferring only takes about two weeks. I'll be back to work in two weeks. No problem there. Well, yeah, no. See, what ended up happening was my transfer didn't go through because I didn't have the right email for the person here. And then I got in contact with him, got the right email, sent that back to my immediate superior in the transfer back home, and she went down the official channels and then suddenly nothing. I stopped hearing back. I stopped getting word from anyone. So I called and called and called and no one answered. And then things got burst, which is my favorite phrase to use in situations like this. It is a combination of better and worse, and I love it so much. Thank you, Zach, again, for everything you've done. Anyway, things got burst, because eventually I hear something. I hear that it's taking so long because I'm transferring departments, which means my papers are tied up in HR for the pay raise and all the paperwork it takes to move me from one department to another. And then I stop hearing things again. So I call back a week later, like he said, and uh, he transfers me to another woman who has no idea what's going on. She was so confused, and I'm talking to her, and then she says, okay, don't worry, I'll, I'll get to the bottom of it. So she hangs up and calls back two hours later, and the guy handling my transfer here locally told her that he had never spoken to me before, and I'm in my dorm room like, what? What the fuck? I was literally speaking to you right before you transferred me to her. How do you forget me when you... 
Ah, I just popped the mic really bad. I'm so sorry, everyone, but this is just... Uh, how do you just, like, forget that? We were just talking. Ugh. Anyway, so she says she'll handle it. So, you know, I'm like, okay, fine. You can handle it now. I am so tired of this. And then I don't hear anything again for two days. So I call my immediate manager back home and ask if she's heard anything. She has not. So I relate to her this whole story, and she literally says, these words came out of her mouth, Oh my god! I am so sorry this should not be taking so long! I'm like, yeah, no, no shit! I mean, I didn't say that to her, but... <laughs> Like, it really shouldn't be taking that long. And she said that she would get on that. And she hasn't gotten back to me yet. So I'm going to call back tomorrow. Because that's just where I am right now. Stuck in transfer hell. I'm having a fine time in my job that I do actually love very much. If I could just get back to doing it. Anyway, on to segment three. <laughs> segment three of today's episode is hashtag mental health time, which is more or less what the name implies. I'm going to talk about mental health, usually my own. This time it's going to be mostly my own. Just, you know, again thought out, truthful, trustful, the three T's of a good conversation. So, here we go. Uh, again, school started like a month ago now, and that's exciting because I really wanted to get back to school, but you know what I'd also really like to do? Get back to work, and not having something other than school to occupy my time has really dragged me down to a, an interesting place. I'll put it that way. And the one thing keeping me sane is podcasts. Um, doing this has really helped. It gives me something to, like, think about that isn't just classes and the workload that they give. And uh, I'm back on my medications. Yay! Back on that good, good Prozac. I've got to go see my doctor tomorrow to talk about the dose, maybe upping it. I'm at 20 milligrams right now, and I might go up even more. And also, uh, sleeping pills, which are something I have because I've had bad things happen in the past that I'm not ready to share on a podcast, but sometimes I just need something to knock me out. And, you know, aside from the jiggery fuckery I've been going with, I've been going through with the work transfer, everything's been kind of okay. The depression sucks, but that's not really new. The big part of my depression has actually kind of gone down. I, my depression manifests in a very intrusive thoughts kind of way. And now that I've developed the don't ignore them, but 
stop and let them be feelings and examine them way, it's really helped. Which, you know, Persona 4 should have taught me that a lot sooner, that if you just push away your bad thoughts, you're not dealing with them. But it didn't. It did not at all, until a couple weeks ago, when I realized that that's what that meant. There are parts of yourself that you don't want to think about, but if you push them away and say, no, you're not a part of me, you're something else, then eventually they will become something else and consume you from the inside. Which is terrible, but poetic. And I love it. I love Persona 4 even more now that I've realized that. And, you know, on a base level, my mental health hasn't stopped me very much. I mean, I did drop a class on Shakespeare because it was about sex and Shakespeare and we were reading Lucrece and the professor tried to defend her rapist and I just noped the fuck right out of that class. I was not having that with my mental health where it is. I was not having that with my personal history where it is. And, you know, that was the best decision I've ever made. It gave me so much time to, like, relax Tuesdays and Thursdays, which is when I do a lot of my editing for these episodes. I should really probably actually record Thursday and then edit Sunday and Tuesday, but I don't do that. I usually record Sunday, edit Tuesday, put out Wednesday. It's Monday today, so I'm behind schedule, and and that's really messing with everything, and I'm just kind of wigging out. But, you know, now that I'm actually sitting down to do this, it's not that big a deal. Mental health. It seems like a really big deal, and it is, but when you sit down and, like, take a moment to accept that you're not perfect, and you're not going to be, and with all of the problems in the world, it just doesn't matter. I It matters to you, and, you know, that matters. But in the long run, it is a blip on a cosmic scale. A horrifyingly large cosmic scale that will tip either way. It'll tip in your favor one day, it'll tip against you the next. And that's just how life is. And it sucks. But you live with it. That's how I get through. Probably not the best way to get through your days. But you know what? You're not me and I'm not you, so... I, you know, do what's, do what's best for you, and I'll do what's best for me, and then we'll have done what's best for each other. That makes sense, right? Anyway, uh, this brings us to the end of the episode. The end of episode five, half of ten. And actually, I do want to do a little thing in the ending, because I might. Be making an audio drama. Uh, It's still in the works right now, but I have a plan and I have a script. And I'm just kind of gonna figure out how everything goes. Shrug. Anyway, uh, plugs. I will put the Amazon page for the book I mentioned in the 
show notes. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Corner and Chair. You can find me on Tumblr at my own little Corner and Chair. And yeah, I will see you all next week. <laughs>